0: Nonetheless, thank you so much and enjoy.
1: I need to say, what can I envision for myself later? Because this chapter sucks in the hero's journey. You know, and I, I've been there. I was the person in the training spot. I had plenty, and I, I think I shared some with you, you know, of the, the big lows that happened very early in opening the training spot. And I had to sit there and think about, okay, how is me being pissed off at my ex-business partner in being annoyed that I have no money in the bank right now and being pissed off that no one's here to help me. My mom can't help me. My dad can't help me. Should I get angry at them? Like, you know, like, am I going to keep telling myself this shitty story over and over again? Everybody else sucks. I suck. Or am I going to say, Oh, this is a cool chapter. This hmm. is like the part where the hero stops being a bitch. Like, <laughs> <he just laughs> steps, yeah,
0: put stop
1: saying, stop saying mommy, stop saying like, Daddy and developed his own goddamn
0: chest there. J-Rod, the crazy trainer Cardona, a friend of mentor to myself and a leader to many. This dude is an absolute whiz when it comes to unconventional and functional training methods, but also has this radical commitment to creating a community of people who are just challenging themselves to constantly grow and also to love, to just spread love. And in our podcast today, we got to discuss one, what is the purpose the why behind unconventional and functional training methods, how to overcome challenging shit in our lives and finding the balance between play and structure. Hope you enjoy. J-Rod, the crazy trainer, Cardona, as I've heard you called before. What do you go by these days? you meet people? Do you still go by J-Rod or you just go straight into crazy trainer?
1: Oh, man, it just pops off. Sometimes people just call me crazy, crazy trainer before I even get to say my name. <laughs> so, um, all these days, I'm Jared on Instagram. I'm the crazy trainer. So people call me J-Rod, whichever they're feeling gravitated towards. I like both. I like all three. Thanks for knowing who I am. <laughs> it's like, man, that feels good, <laughs> so... I feel seen either way.
0: You're like oh, actually, I don't. The crazy trainer to me. What's your name? I, I bet that's happened before.
1: Oh yeah. A, you more know, and more.
0: You know these people by? I can't tell me people I actually know primarily by their Instagram handle and actually nothing else. Yep. You're not alone here. <laughs> well, first of all, brother, I appreciate you being on this with me. Like I said, we're. <sighs> Before we got on this, I was mentioning how we're just going to kind of like a flow process and all of that. But I just want to acknowledge, like I said before, is that it's been a little while since I've recorded anything. It's been a couple of years. And the fact that I get to drop in with you right now is uh, it's a real privilege because you have been uh, someone on my journey who is inspired, uh, inspired the being out there more in the true sharing medicine, like really putting self out there because people can't get what you have to offer something that you have emulated from day one since i've known you you always show up you always show love for your people and you're just relentless about it and i really appreciate that about you
1: appreciate you brother thank you
0: yes sir so i want to get into a little bit of the man behind this uh this personal brand that uh, you call the crazy trainer so first and foremost uh you're based out of Central Florida, here in Orlando, you have, a, um, you have a spot, and it's called the training spot. Yes, there... obviously, I know a little bit about what the training spot is, but just for someone who's listening, talk to me about the, the training spot, what that's about.
1: The training spot is a conglomerate of all kinds of human beings, all walks of life, all ages, that are all coming to the same space to share it on the pursuit of better. Everybody who comes to this spot is relentless in how they contribute to the world around them. Um, and I'm finding that I'm attracting reflections of myself right, and ourselves of the kind of people we want to be working with. So a lot of my clients, which have realistically become friends involved in the business, are all on a wavelength of growth. They come in here and they're not scared to do hard things. And they're not scared and we're not scared to grow through those hard things together and we're patient with the process but um, that's pretty much us as an identity and we we manifesto that and we exemplify that through training not always having a deep one-on-one or group conversation about with your vulnerability and and what the thoughts are so much but really pushing out the actions because the actions can speak a lot louder than the words we sometimes have for what we feel. We know sometimes our body feels more. So here at the training spot in Orlando, Florida, yes, it's a beautiful community, but we are a book of business. We offer one-on-one coaching here. We have currently three full-time coaches, Coach Cordy on Instagram, uh, Coach Victor is on Instagram as well. Myself, um, Jared Cardona, the crazy trainer, and we have an incredible manager here as well, named Olo, who runs a lot of what we do on the Instagram account and helps mm-hmm. with all the management of the events, et cetera. So, here we are promoting a fitness lifestyle. And yes, it's on the pursuit of better, but it is through functional training. It is through coming together to the community events to do a nice, fun boot camp and then have some food and then maybe an ice bath after. And it really is about coming together consistently over and over again to charge each other over and over again so we can perform at our highest rates because we're just around high performers consistently. So it's easier Mm -hmm. to stay at this high vibration when you're around a lot of others who are continuing on that same path or just sharing the space and the energy.
0: Mm -hmm. That's one of the things I noticed from the first time I ever checked out the training spot was that the type of people that showed up weren't it was, it was very diverse. Like, for example, if I went to planet fitness, I would kind of have a guess of what it was that I was going to see in terms of, you know, the audience, if you will, versus if I went to a gold gym, like generally speaking, you start to notice trends in the type of people that would show up. And there was also this inherent disconnectedness you would think from like one person who was in there to the next. But whenever I've been around that community, that context, that container, there's always been this like relentless commitment to making sure that everyone who is there one feels welcomed two mm-hmm. feels seen. And three, that wherever they're at in their journey, that it's okay. Because some of us are at certain points in our training, fitness, health journey than others, but it doesn't matter where you are. Like you just get to be you, you get to show up, you get to be loved on, you get to play just as much as anybody else. And it's side again that commitment, that container to, Hey, like, we all struggle, we all go through it, but if we keep holding each other up, pushing each other up, continuing to show up consistently, shit, like it'd be pretty incredible to see not only how that impacts you in that container, but how it shows up outside of Mm -hmm. the training spot container. And I also know that you guys do stuff outside of there. Like you make time for beach events and stuff like that. Like it really is family.
1: Yeah, no, definitely working on making more and more events happening. It's been a little tough with the traveling of the crazy trainer, but, um, it is about people making real friendships and having, yeah, good people to trust and walk through life. Um, and that, that's, a, you know, what you just said, thank you so much for even reminding me about one of the biggest values at the training spot, which is how welcoming we are to everyone who comes in here, which is literally like, we're, we're going to meet you where you're at, but we're also going to push, you know, and we're going to promote yeah. the solution instead of dwell on the problem. And yeah. that's just become the embodiment of the whole company the whole culture res- reflects that.
0: Yeah. You know, you've ever heard that saying, um, what you focus on expands. The fact that you just said that you focus on the solution and not the problem to me is very telling because depending on what your sector philosophy or mindset or anything, I think it's really easy to get caught up in, ah, oh, but I'm in my shit or oh, I'm going through something or, like, damn, like life has really handed me a series of circumstances that can feel overwhelming, but that wherever you're at, that's fine, still welcomed. And what's the next step? Even if it's a baby step, maybe it's not you go balls to the walls and you like kill it in and you you don't take any breaks or, and, you know, like you just get like really in one direction. But that wherever you're at, it's cool. We'll work with you. And let's just take the next step.
1: Mm. That's what leads to exponential growth in anything that we do. Mm. So you have to be solution oriented.
0: Yeah. And I appreciate you not not only is the is the training spot like a hub where you can bring together your clientele, et cetera, you've really gone out of your way to have each of the people under the umbrella of the training spot, even people who are passing by and when i say passing by i mean people like myself you've allowed me and panther which was you know my, my co-creator inside of movement-based practices and tons of other people who say, hey come in here bring your medicine like bring the thing that you're here to serve like we're gonna allow we're gonna we're gonna give you that brand exposure like everything that you've done from day one is <laughs> we don't I don't rise by myself by pushing everybody down. We rise together by elevating each other, by holding each other accountable, by challenging each other and seeing what, see what we can do with this.
1: Yeah, this is a literal platform for growth. Now We're saying it and speaking out loud for everybody, whether it's on your athletic journey, on your weight loss journey, as a coach, every coach who's come in here has won in ways that I know as a coach who is a young gym owner, has worked mm-hmm. for many other facilities and gyms and knows that they're not going to win in that same way. Because I, I personally, in the leadership position, care so much about like if you're around me and you're not making me better, I need you, and you're not solution oriented. I mm-hmm. don't despise you, but I can't have you around me. If you're mm-hmm. uncertain about your shit all the time, and we're sitting in that uncertainty, uh, that's going to impact the energy in the in the space. Yeah, and. For leadership, for example, we look for the same exact kind of leaders, you know. How consistent can you stay certain with your direction? You know, how, mm-hmm. how true can you be to your vision? Is it your vision? And having new coaches come by, yourself, Panther, to express themselves and coach and bring like for for us, I know as a facility, me in the leadership position, yes, I get into play mentality when it happens, but in this daddy position, in a lot of ways, I find it difficult. <laughs> to find play all the time. When in a lot of ways I have to be the structure. I have to be for a lot of people to slap to the ass to remind them like you're not doing this shit you say you're gonna do. Mm. And that puts us in a position where I can't sit on the spectrum of play when I need to sit on the spectrum of structure. But Mm. inviting other coaches in platforms themselves, one for business, brand exposure, but also platforms a spot back because we require that energy because I can't have everyone being a reflection of me all the time or else just a bunch of hard asses. (laughs) I mean, there's people that remind me to slow down. There's people that remind me to play and everybody in here who is going under that umbrella energy can sometimes get too into my own energy or they also adapt to the same acceleration, which is sometimes too quick for some people. Mm -hmm. But having guest influencers, guest coaches, certifications come by, other educators, even each coach in here has a role where for I know coach victors has a much more grounding energy,
0: you know, That's and he's true. able to
1: really soften the space, but also uh, still create a confidence and expectation that is above average. And so I'm, for the most part, I try to stay as mindful and aware as possible of who we bring in, because I realize that there could be extreme enhancements on both ends, or there could be detriments, you know, realistically, you have to be I don't want to say guard the energy, but be extremely aware of it and be willing to let go and, or to grow or really nurture, you know?
0: Hmm. I, the point that you made about the daddy energy, first of all, made me laugh because the way that you said it, but at a, at a, at a context level, the fact that you you kind of like maintain this, um, the way I imagine it's kind of like the divine father in like creating a container. Where all the kids can play, so to speak, and not to say that the people who are showing up are children, but that it's the this is the space we have all these different these toys and tools and you know unconventional uh, training models and functional and all the different methods you know a little seed drop for which we're going to talk about here in a little bit, but there's all these different ways that you can play with and interact, and at a fundamental level, it seems like uh, it's a way to express. Right. Like when when we're training, when we're when we're working out, when we're doing anything to that degree, we're really just looking to express ourselves to to let the energy uh, of our being flow through us. And yes, it's just the incredible added benefit through the training. It's a stress inoculator and there's a number of you know benefits health wise. But damn, there's something incredibly healing. And I know that, you know, this from personal experience and just being able to play. And it's actually one of the things that. I think had me be so appreciative of our initial interactions was, I don't know if, how well you remember this. I'm not even sure how well I remember this, but I think the first time we met was at Lake Iola, at the, the big grass field. And I'm pretty sure we were playing around with kettlebells, but you introduced me to, to slush ropes and i got to interact with that for the first time and and we had a lot of fun just kind of like sharing knowledge back and forth but then there was a a point where you said you know i'm in a i'm in a different space in my life right now i've been in a lot of structure but now i'm i'm working on Building in more time for play and more time for flow because too much of anything is a bad thing. It's just that's just mm. the reality. Too much structure, you become rigid. You're you walking around like you got to stick up your ass all the time, and it becomes yeah. difficult for people to be around you because you're just like it's. He's like, man, I need to take. He needs to smoke more weed. Like he said, yeah. he's weed, he need a little bit more. <laughs> <Boy>. <laughs> that
1: guy is me.
0: <laughs> he's a. he's you're not he's wrong, like, coach. He's cool that may need smoke just a little bit more weed but talk to me a little bit about in your experience why inside of the training context inside of the pushing ourselves and and making things challenging why is play so important
1: Mm. play is where creation happens for me it's where a lot Mm. of um, visions right visions manifestations right things that you can start to think about to create you joy that you want to share with others. So I think play has its role. And I was just having a discussion with a friend about this, you know, cause I'm, I'm, I don't know, I'm not too into the, the woo woo. Like I definitely have respect for spiritual stuff and energy, but I don't dive in. I don't want to tell anyone I'm the mastery of anything like that. Cause I'm going to study it, but feminine and masculine energy from what I understand, like, you know, having a vision is important, but immediately after the vision is the structure. Because mm-hmm. there's no vision that's going to manifest if you don't have And you need you, me, all of us, right, who have all these grand visions. The reason why I feel they don't get done or they don't accelerate the process is because we lack the ability to go from play to structure. Mm-hmm. So play is extremely important because without it, there's no point of the structure. Where do I want to get to? Because mm-hmm. I just saw a vision of everyone playing. So the only way to have a vision of everybody playing and flowing, right? Because I love flowing and I love experimenting is to create a space that can stay constant. Rain or shine, it don't matter. Cause there's a roof. Okay. So it has to be a roof. Okay. then I have, to, you know, I had to go into this whole mode and I'm speaking my subconscious out loud about what it took to get to where we're at with the facility because a vision is what manifests all the play created what I want to see in the world. Mm-hmm. Less judgment, right? Drop the kettlebell over and over again, let go. It's like following when you learn to a walk. Why are you being such a bitch? Like, just pick it up. And, <laughs> right? It's the same thing. Oh, okay. It's so, okay. so, like, I know it's weird. Slow the fuck down. Why do you even think it's weird? How about that? Start there. You know, like, mm-hmm. a rope, same thing. Just relax. Let go. You know, so all these pieces can really manifest, in my opinion, a much smarter, brighter, aware society. But the first piece is we need to have a space that's consistent and constant hmm. for groups of collectives to come together. And I love going to Lake Yola, but it rains sometimes. Some days mm-hmm. it's too humid, not everybody wants to come out. So how do yep. you keep the conglomerate, the community happy as it can be? Except AC, roof, looking for stuff like that, but to get there, it takes money. To get there creates some form of structure over and over again. So I think, like I said, I, I can go on on for that <laughs> forever play is extremely important but being able to go back into discipline if what you want to see is truly what you want to see a lot earlier it's going to take some acceleration on the structure end hmm. and then to get multiple visions done right so it's lots of play and then i all of a sudden i'll play and i have four ideas okay now i'm going to structure all four of them to get them done or else the vision goes away
0: hmm so so play is something very you're saying it's bi-directional everybody.
1: Yeah, like right now, I, I have so many visions. I'm manifesting, so much dreams. Right, going to Maui. I was telling someone recently, all this shit was a dream. You going to California and studying with the brightest minds in our world and functional training and understanding human movement it was a dream. To sit at the table with these dogs, big dogs, OGs, and this just be a phone call away right now. What? That was a vision. How would I get there? Well, you said it. I'm relentless. It's not always it hurts people sometimes, but I'm relentless with my goals that I've visualized. Mm. So, um, yeah, being on both spectrums, it's important to tap into both. But I say, like, you know, if you had enough visions and you really want to sh- sit down and buckle down, you got to go into a a periodization of contraction. Like I went mm. to ten days, and that was expansion and relax, chill, like some chill some relax, some work, you know, but expansion. And now I'm in this contraction phase of extreme structure because at the next level is, again, expansion. So to get to that point of a community, a bigger space, all of that is going to require sitting in structure, but coming back to play in dosages, in my opinion, to have sanity, which is honestly what this whole weekend is about for me, (laughs) finding some time throughout my weekday schedules to start restructuring my play. Because yeah. I
0: don't want to get over systemized with everything. Mm-hmm. Continue and then everyone's talking; they're telling, "Man, again, this guy needs to smoke more weed. He just needs to chill." Mm. There, there's like this underlying thread. That but I sometimes, really
1: wanna, some, maybe people need to speed up. I don't know. You know? I don't
0: know it's you both. Know it's definitely <laughs> both. Sometimes you get it. You're like, I should probably put this weed down. Hold up, <laughs> let me go and throw yeah. myself in a cold plunge. <laughs> so there's an underlying thread in what you just said that I want to highlight. First of all, I, I appreciate the. Your your openness, kind of talking about the um, the masculine, and, or not the masculine, um, your relatedness to kind of like the spiritual. That there is a there is a particular aspect I think of the audience that listens here that some people do listen and speak to that, and that's something that I personally I don't heavily research, but it's one of those things I constantly have it back and if also at the front of my brain knowing that at least from my experience, my belief is that there's, there's something, you know, there's something to this whole human experience. And there's this inherent dichotomy that we constantly find ourselves in where it's like masculine energy, feminine energy, yin, yang, push, pull, inhale, masculine, exhale, structure, inhale, play, exhale. And when we can learn to integrate both and not overly value one versus the other right if you got a pendulum and the pendulum teeters to one side for too long the pendulum's going to snap break or it'll just never come back or be more difficult to come back said it probably better said it's it's learning how to to kind of teeter between both like mm-hmm. you said like I'm, i've been really in my structure now i gotta i gotta build i gotta structure in some play like i gotta allow myself to go there because you being able to actualize that vision or any of us me being and like one of the visions of this podcast is that someday I'll be able to sit down with you face to face. I'll have a little in-home studio and actually have some kind of like live experience before and we'll record it and we'll turn into like little montages and then we'll get on and like we'll talk face to face about this medicine, about what it is that you're bringing forth. And right now it starts through a virtual screen. Here we are. You're sitting in the training spot. I'm sitting in my home place and eventually it'll, it'll you know, kind of manifest into that. But this is that action. This is that structure that this is what I do now until that thing comes about. And I think that you make a really valid point that many of us can get stuck into one side or the other. Some people get way too stuck in the ethereal, airy, let me have this vision. Everything is awesome, my goodness, meditation. But then you don't go and take the actions or build a plan to take the actions necessary to bring that to fruition. And that's something that – countless times you've reminded me so important. Don't get too lost in one or the other. Sometimes you got to lean a little one way for a little bit and swing Mm -hmm. back but both are necessary. You need both. Yep. 100%. I want to pivot here and talk a little bit more about your personal journey. So, so far we've gotten spot. We've gotten to a little bit of play flow, that type of thing. I want to talk a little bit more about J-Rod, but more specifically kind of like how it manifested into this thing that uh, people refer to as the cranny, the cranny trainer, the crazy trainer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I might have first been interacted with you through Instagram and I saw a crazy trainer and for a little while I was like, shit, what's his name? I, I know it's, I think it's Jared or J-Rod, which is funny because before Wolf came about, my birth given name was Jared, and we spell it the same way. I thought that that was kind yeah. of weird. Connection. Formerly Jared, now Wolf. Mm-hmm. Um, spelled the same. I have. I don't know if I have any other it's friends and, and yeah. people in my life who have it spelled the same way. You're just like J A R E D or some other shit. Mm-hmm. And here we are, matching twinsies. Okay, <laughs> so take me back to where so where did this all begin for you so you go and you start getting into personal training i'm assuming this is pre-crazy trainer but what elicited the what elicited the desire to start getting into health and wellness space like let's start from there
1: Mm. um let's see i think i got more conscious of diving into health and wellness and taking ownership over my body a bit more when I was about 20. I think I took a health and wellness class in Miami Dade College at the time before I transferred over to University of Central Florida. Um, And I developed, I was like, oh, this is interesting. Like, you know, it's kind of, this is one of the only things that I I feel like I can apply and visualize. So, you know, something that naturally leans into humanness. Mm
0: -hmm. So
1: it felt right. Um, And then I moved to UCF, Orlando, Florida decided to major in my degree in kinesiology. I believe that that would get me to become a physical therapist, which would get me to a six-fender income, which would get me the American dream, blah, 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 whatever mm-hmm. our parents all always tell us, et cetera. Um, and in that pursuit, that first few months, uh, I decided before I moved to CF, I had to get jacked. I was like,
0: I'm going to be in the kinesiology <laughs> degree. Everybody's got muscles
1: besides me. I just went to this like little tour thing. So, you know, in a lot of ways, and, and same thing, I was like, girls, oh my God, everywhere. Woman, holy shit. Like, so the, what drew me into health and wellness, truthfully, was a lot of my ego. You know, a lot of a lot of what can I get out of this? Hmm. Being looked at differently, um, being seen in new ways, connecting to new people because I look a certain way, et cetera. So a lot of what drew me initially to my health and wellness journey um was not being happy with myself. And wanting validation from everybody else. Right. And I think a lot of us start there. And um, after I moved to UCF, I had a great few months, probably good, like six months, got in some trouble, and then eventually spiraled backwards, you know, where I gained like 30 pounds. Um, I was sitting in the depressed mindset. I was on probation after smoking some weed and getting caught for weed, which now is like getting more and more ridiculous. Right. And I was sitting in this mindset of I suck, um, you know, I I no one's gonna hire me, it's on my records, blah, blah, blah. And that summer, after my fir- my f- soft my junior year at UCF, I allowed Nutella to be a main stipend of my life. You know, Nutella, video games, jerking off, anything that would get me not feeling right, realistically. And um after that couple months, I like, looked at myself, looked in the mirror, and I was like, ew. Like, you went from this guy working so hard to, like, this so fast. Like, you had no control. Like, in my head, I tell myself, like, you had no control. Like, you didn't have true beliefs into your why, into what the hell you're doing. You know, and I went for my second weight loss journey within that year and a half um, and really attacked it with, like, I don't want to ever feel so victimized again. And the best way I can do that is taking control over something in my life right now. That's my health and wellness. And that's losing some weight, the body fat that I don't like looking at in the mirror. And I don't like looking at it because I'm not happy. It'd be different if I was doing the right things, probably, because I remember what that felt like. And so that's a big piece of what got me really invested in my health and wellness journey was kind of little trigger moments, um, you know, in that first year and a half having a relapse and really realizing like what that meant. And like man, if I have a relapse, and I have a degree in kinesiology, I can only imagine how many people are going up, down, up, down, up, down. So I really got to create a lifestyle here. So, dove into my degree in kinesiology. Um, my senior year, I was like really like loving it. I was like therapy. I was in uh, during the summertime. I was taking a couple internships, inpatient, outpatient, rehabilitation work, and I was really loving the the pain management side, of fitness, mm-hmm. health, and wellness. of Really understanding the structure. The anatomy, the physiology, diving in deep, deep. deep. Um, and then one day I was in, doing a, a session with the PTS, and I was just shadowing, and I was like, "This, this sucks. Boring, like boring." <laughs> and the person looks miserable, and that's just a knee extension. How is it going to fix the problem? It's not talking yeah. about the gait, Nothing doing walking. And, you know, realistically after realizing that for me, physical therapy wasn't something I felt aligned with, I decided I was going to go all in on becoming a coach. And I I did one group training class that next semester because I'd never trained anybody Mm -hmm. at age like 21, 22, getting ready to graduate my degree in kinesiology, never trained anybody besides myself. knew I showed myself how to lose 30, 40 pounds twice, right? But, um, you know, I realized I had never done it and my, had a, part of my education that senior semester was being able to be a coach in the environment. And so I got to become a group training coach and I would teach a buns and guns class for the staff at UCF. Um, buns and Wednesday. guns? Yep, and so I would get like eight to 10 people coming out. I remember the first time I had a good like six to eight professors, some I didn't really know. I just like said hello to in the gym kind of stuff. And I was just so happy that people showed up for themselves mm. From my experience, um, and it rejuvenated my, at the time, very low energy that I didn't realize was that low. And on that rest of the day, I was on such a high, I told myself, I got to chase this high. This is the energy and this is the vibrations that I want to feel. High senses Mm -hmm. of joy. And so I got to lean into whatever sensation that brings, whatever sensations or whatever Uh, actions I take or whatever opportunities that I'm involved with, whatever gives me that energy, that passion for life right now is what I need to focus on the most. Um, And so, yeah, I dove into personal training after I graduated with my degree in kinesiology from UCF, went to LA Fitness. Um, From there, I was there for about a year and a half. I got to learn a lot. I had to work with hundreds of people. I retained too many people had extreme exchanges of energy that I didn't realize how intimate and vulnerable so much of it was with all kinds of clientele that maybe weren't the clients that wanted to be training, weren't the clients that got sold to training. And having to really work within that energy of, I'm a guide for something that you didn't even really want to do. Like you, mm-hmm. put, you got pushed into doing, like, yeah, you might've wanted it, but you're fighting it the whole time with like a kid. Right, kind of energy that you get to deal with that yeah. like, A
0: lot of resistance. these
1: wake up. You can find a wake up. If you're an adult, blah blah. blah. So, um, went to LA Fitness. That taught me a lot. um Then I went. I, I think this is kind of going where we were going earlier. So you can feel free to like push me in another direction here. But I was going Take with run into the crazy trainer here. How that came about too. So I dove into the the interest of health and wellness super hard. Got my education in it. Thought I was going to be a PT. Said I want to be a coach instead found that that would bring me a lot more joy and align with my beliefs, which is movement will fix shit, not just a couple knee extensions and relying on pain meds and stimulations. Mm-hmm. Um, pursued personal training, did LA Fitness for a year and a half, and then I went into a private studio setting, similar to the, the setup we have here at the training spot. And within a few months, you know, I had a kind of the gym owner, kind of mentor at the time, he would mentor me in ways he could, talk about branding, you know, what's your brand? And originally I yeah. was, I think, jrod.fit. And then I was Death by J-Rod because I was known for, like, murdering legs and making people feel like they <laughs> died. You know, at the same time, they were like, wow, I can do anything, but I just died. So I would give a lot of that experience. And then I eventually I switched over to the crazy trainer because I remember I typed in, I think I had that vision, and I typed in on Google, like, the word crazy. Define it. And I saw a quote about how um, crazy and batshit passionate oftentimes get confused. Now, people who are super passionate are misconstrued as crazy. And I realized, like, in my setting at LA Fitness, everyone thought I was nuts because I was on the floor with the feet, opening the band with my hands, like putting constant pressure everywhere for the human to feel what I know they need to feel to start stabilizing in the right areas and I would look like a nut with the lack of information I had back then too compared to now. I was going super in it Um, and to everyone I would say that I was like crazy. I'm over here like I'm just really fucking passionate actually. Like I actually give a shit to another degree that Mm -hmm. maybe you don't understand because you've never been there.
0: Yeah, they can't relate. So,
1: that's where the crazy trainer came is I I, literally was like I'm I'm being called crazy might as well rock it. What does crazy even mean? That shit passionate. Albert Einstein was batshit passionate. Why not? Why not I me? Mean? And then, boom, the handle on Instagram claimed it. It wasn't there. I was like, wow, that's amazing. Nobody took that one.
0: <laughs>
1: that's how the crazy trigger began.
0: Mm.
1: And that was probably about four years ago now. Four ish.
0: 2018. Pre pandemic, yeah. what a yeah. life.
1: Like a year and a half before pre-pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> I had a lot going on. A lot of stress.
0: Yeah, I hear that. Which I actually I right. do want to dive dive into uh, kind of like a little bit of the the training spot story and some of the things you've shared with me. As, as deep as you're willing to go, which generally speaking, you're pretty like, let's fucking go there and let's have some fun. But uh, I think it's it's really I think it's really important that that people people sometimes they'll look and they'll see where you're at and they'll say, that's really cool. I'd love that, but that's not me. Like for example, hold biceps up right now. Said like, I can't do that. What do you mean? That I, I'm, I am where I am. And, and here you are saying I relapsed, I lost weight put it back on, I lost weight, I went through some shit, I had a whole lot of not knowing what I was doing. But again, that common thread of what you pointed at earlier about, you just kept taking action. And even when you slip, so to speak, you still got up and you took action. I think that sometimes it's really easy when we're in that rut or we're in those cycles that we get knocked off and we think, well, I've already fucked up, what's the point of getting back up? And that's one way to look at it. Versus I got knocked down, how about I I really take an honest look at myself in the mirror For you, it was quite literally mm. but literally metaphorically, whatever you gotta do to get yourself there sometimes uh, you gotta have a little what they call like piss and vinegar like a like some it's like some anger, some heat some some fire energy to, to really get it under your belly because if if you get too kind of earthy, if you will, I think that's when you start to move towards that like depressed not only depressed nervous system, but actually depressed. And I don't know about you. My experience with depression is is when I'm in that state is when my ability to generate energy to show up to really like be myself or even really do much of anything is challenging. The things that I used to love and enjoy, even going and hanging out with friends can can lose its flavor. It's like heating up this gourmet meal, but then you have some kind of infection in your system. And now because of that, you can't taste the incredible taste of, of the steak as you like, cut it and you put it in your mouth you're chewing you're like this tastes gamey and and it's chewy and i can't taste much of anything it's totally fucking sucks like when i had covid i couldn't taste much of anything totally ruined Mm -hmm. a lot of meals like when life becomes that when life Mm -hmm. becomes tasteless and gamey and you're chewing and it feels like you're chewing for no reason it's like fuck it i don't want i don't want to chew but that isn't where we should stop
1: Mm -hmm.
0: that's when we look in the mirror and say well fuck like this can't be it like you said this can't be it and that's not like maybe the exact words you use but like there's got to be something else from here and there's almost a part of me that that wonders if you know there was there was the the personal piece about i don't want to be here and it usually starts there right like it starts like i, I want to pull myself out of my own hole but it always ends up getting to a point where we say okay now how do i take the medicine the thing that i use to walk myself through that journey? And now share that with others, which is what now you've been doing with the crazy trainer. And uh, I think it's – I like the the comparison you made about crazy being confused with deeply passionate. And I would go so far as to say that I, I don't think there's anything wrong with being crazy. In fact, I think you need to be at least a little bit crazy to go and do the type of shit that you're doing Or for people who you – know, like it was crazy to think at some point that the four-minute mile was ever going to be done – and then one person does it, you're crazy. Your heart will explode. There's literal like, people believe, scientists will tell you your heart will explode, but then someone goes and runs it and subsequently everyone goes and does it. It's crazy until someone does it and it's like, oh, now it's doable. You know, like being a, a real stand. what I imagine is this, this new wave of not only blending functional training but also, I think one of your larger, deeper passions, unconventional training and putting that little smoothie blend with some play, with some really dope people, putting that all in one space and saying, all right, Central Florida, let's fucking go. Because there are places all over the country in the world that got this, but now it's, it's time to bring it home. It's time to bring it here to Central Florida. Hmm.
1: Yeah, man. No, that's uh, a big piece. And I want to touch back in just a second, but I know my video just turned on and off. Are we okay on your end?
0: Good for now. All right, cool.
1: Sweet. <laughs> I just went back to like three minutes now. I was like, whoa, so as long as you got the recording. Sorry about nice that, So um, yeah, something about kind of pulling yourself out. I don't want I don't understand depression. I know I've I've been low. I don't know if that fully means depression. I know I've had moments of like, well, would it be like to not be here right now. But it does come down to what's the goddamn story we're telling ourselves. Like I, I really have to be honest with myself and anyone else to talk to about that from what I experienced being that low. Okay. Are you going to sit in that story? Is it all you're going to focus on and envision or are you going to envision a better time in your life? What would that even look like? And for a lot of, I don't know about everybody else, but for me, it was simple to think about the body. I don't like this body. So yeah. the first thing I can do is get happier getting happier with my body, which means taking action immediately, mm-hmm. but I had to have a vision of what would I look like, of what would life be a little bit more like, you know, if it wasn't this way. And it's really taking that in my own head that as we're talking out loud, I need to say, what can I envision for myself later? Because this chapter sucks in the hero's journey. You know, and I, I've been there, I was the person of the training spot. I had plenty, and I, I think I shared some with you, you know, of the the big lows that happened very early in opening the training spot. And I had to sit there and think about, okay, how is me being pissed off at my ex business partner and being annoyed that I have no money in the bank right now and being pissed off that no one's here to help me. My mom can't help me. My dad can't help me. Should I get angry at them? Like, you know, am I going to keep telling myself this shitty story over and over again? If everybody else sucks, I suck. Or, I'm not going to say, oh, this is a cool chapter. This mm. is like the part where the hero stops being a bitch. Like, and <laughs> steps, yeah,
0: steps on up and Stop
1: saying, stop saying, mommy. Stop saying, like, daddy. and develops his own goddamn chest there.
0: Mm. You know,
1: and that's the part of the journey where we have an opportunity to either level up or stay where we are and spiral down one of those. So it's really kind of three. If you stay where you are, you are spiraling down. So the other piece is to envision something new. You have to imagine yourself and ourselves, right? Becoming the hero, because this is a shitty chapter. Like, no home for a long time was a lot of instability. I could have, anyone who came into training, I could have just talked their ear off about, hey, I have no home, life sucks, I have no money, life (laughs) sucks, how's your day? I could have been that coach, I could have been that friend.
0: Those exist, I know them.
1: All the time, those are the people who drain others. You know, and that's just the truth of it. As someone who's done it, I've done it. We've all probably been there to recognize, like, damn, I'm lowering the frequency. And yeah. it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to be open about where you're at. But is that who you are? Is that the story? Is that the one identity that I have? No. Like, I don't have this. Like, I have little boy shitty, you know, little boy version of me. He's in there. But the man is, is not who I imagine being that version of me so consistently like when i go back to that and it does happen when i go back into this squeamish mode anxious mode doesn't want to answer a damn call doesn't want to text anybody back Mm -hmm. but then i have to go into and i allow some space for that but again how long am i going to really sit in that space how who's that helping sure as fuck isn't helping me sure as i wasn't helping the community that we've built here and it kind of always reminding me, myself of that when I'm getting into like, oh, fuck this. It's also stressful. My plate is so full. Well, I asked for this plate. And I have to remind myself that too. Like I asked, I wanted to eat pig. So I got to make more space. I got to grow. I got to hmm. be willing to sit in adversity. But I don't have to sit in adversity here in my mind. I don't have to sit and say, this sucks all the time. I can sit. Yo, this workout is tough. I'm gonna be so strong after. Mm. I'm gonna get mm. sore, and I—you know what? Usually, if I get sore, sometimes I usually sometimes get stronger. Progressive overload—there is room for that in life. And I think we as a species need to start remembering that progressive overload is important in our minds too. There was a reason why the men used to mm. like—I remember—I loved watching Spartan. Into that. I love watching the Spartan 300. If he's gonna be a leader and the only kind of People Sparta takes in as leaders, grow or die. Like, you know, love him. Like <laughs> he comes down to like grow through this or don't be eaten. And that, that mentality, something that, that needs to be embodied at all times, but it is a part of humanity and should still be a core of our culture. Because I feel like a lot of people would be able to spiral themselves out if you at 10 years old got introduced to an actual wolf. <laughs> you know, like eight years old. We don't need that extreme, but we need to embody that in our lifestyle. And fitness, I believe at a very early age, creates a natural adversity, especially being around the right kind of fitness leadership. I'm not trying to destroy you, but I'm going to make sure that you know how to build yourself back up.
0: Hmm.
1: That's important for every human. Every human is capable. I don't care if you saw my bicep and you said, I can't do that. You could, you don't know. <laughs> You've never been in this situation. I'm not saying to put yourself in it, but any human being is capable of incredible or super shitty things. But we don't know until we try. Actions. So yeah. Sorry. I just wanted to go into that tangent a little bit. Because when you said um about going into that low state, I was like, I've been I've been in a low state multiple times. And I I feel there's ways to pull yourself out, but you yeah, had it starts with vision, starts with vulnerability with yourself and others.
0: Yeah yeah like really All being honest about where you're at i think the the aspect of the vulnerability is it's not like we're denying or making wrong of our experience because that would be it would be a lie into ourselves and the mind is the ultimate bs detector you try to mm. feed it something that is total bullshit and you know it it's going to refute it back and spit it right back into your face
1: actually if you your start- body is actually what you just said is is that will will tell you immediately. I think the mind plays tricks.
0: The mind does play tricks, and it'll still it's there is still an inherent mental BS detector. Body, absolutely, body's going to tell you but the and, alert
1: and or the relaxed will tell you.
0: Hmm. Which I guess would imply a, a certain level of inherent. Uh, well, what was the term? I can't think of the term, but just connectedness to your body and being able to actually contracted versus relaxed state and, and being able to create that relatedness. But yeah, something I Because
1: you observe and take in more than, than we can even process. Me personally, all the time, I have I don't have that much space to hold in here, bro. To be real, like a very present lifestyle. So for me, my eyes are taken in and my feelings are taking in. Everyone around me, all the situations and I, my mind might tell me another story than actually what my body is feeling but my body is actually more usually aware in a lot of ways, my eyes, my sense of smell, my hearing, my mm-hmm. sense of relaxed, my sympathetic state versus parasympathetic, my nervous system will tell me. Mm-hmm. So just some food for thought on that.
0: Yeah, it's bi-directional, it's not one or the other. They both speak and communicate at a neurobiological level, but absolutely the the bit about the body knowing, I I'm also one of those people who also doesn't come from the vantage point that you should always just trust your feelings because sometimes I feel something and I'm just like, Ooh, I could feed that, but shit, but it's it really does boil down to discernment. Like, can you, once you have an experience or feeling in your, or even in your head, can you sit with it, digest it, process it, and actually come to reality? Because as the, the, the saying goes, um, actually I think it was a Tony Robbins quote. He said, if you're in your head, you're dead. And that's because your thoughts elicit more thoughts. And the more time we spend in our thoughts, usually it it creates a distance between us and the experience, between I'm talking with you here now versus what are my thoughts saying about what he just said versus what he said about that, about that. And thus that spiral that you're pointing at continues. I also think it's worth noting and important to acknowledge that when you are in that state, and I, I'm very familiar with depression because I spent – almost a year and a half to two years in it. And I was one of those people who was in it. And I thought that there was something like I was broken because I didn't know I wasn't educated. I, I would exercise. I wouldn't feel better. I would hang out with people and I wouldn't feel better. Like it was just like anything wouldn't feel good. And when you're in that state think to this right now, and I heard have a vision and feel better. It's like, well, it's easy for you to fucking say, like, I don't want to be alive right now. I don't, I can't get myself in bed and the thing i think is important to note is it's not about being able to from where you are see what other people say that you can do it's about isn't this fucking five ten year plan maybe it's like maybe at the end of the week i will have gotten myself out of bed and got taken five minutes to be outside in the sunlight and maybe do one push-up like it's mm-hmm. vision is now while you're in a state that you on. So that's just a little bit further than where because trying to tell the mind or the body hey we're going to be fucking perfect health and fitness in about a week couple months six months it's going to shut you down immediately and at the first mm-hmm. sight of you're fucked it's done that's game over back down in that spot it's the little things now that you mention that it's the vision right
1: into the action right yep. you might not feel better right away first week or two yep. doing that shit but you stay consistent i guarantee you felt better later you know and i think mm-hmm. that's a piece of it like you're absolutely right, because I don't want people have misconstrue. Like, I don't believe in depression. Like, depression is, I, I, I can't say I've sat in it for that long, a few months. It feels like for me, personally, at a, at a time. Mm-hmm. But I do believe, like, consistent action will breed success. And if you had a yep. visualization that in a week you would have showered, seen one friend, and gone to the gym once mm-hmm. or, or walked around the, the coolest sack. That's where it starts. If you sit in yep. the depression, right? Of I'm only depressed. This is who I am. This is who I'm going to be forever. Well, why, why not, in a week can you potentially not be? I don't know, like a CEO. Like it, it just <laughs> to, like you and me, and we all change the story when we want. True. Like if I was a piece of shit to you a year ago or two years ago, and I hurt you, like, like even this is about my ex-business partner, so I, I, I forgive. I don't care. There's no point in me yeah. hating. You can change tomorrow. You're goddamn right. You had a mindset the mindset change, shift. I have to. There was one day I said, I don't want to be fat anymore. I don't want to be overweight anymore. I don't want to feel this way anymore. And I chose to change that immediately. The next day, I didn't call myself a fat ass. I said, I'm working out now. Mm. I'm doing the things. You know? yep. And I think the consistent action, again, like having your vision doesn't have to be that grand of a vision. It's just, can you, can you imagine life a little better? And what would that take, you know? Because if you don't know what you want and you sit in that uncertainty and you can't visualize what will bring you some form of certainty, the question is, do we know ourselves? You know, that I'm saying this out loud, right? Because I don't actually know mm-hmm. how this all works psychologically, like dopamine, the chemicals, but I'm speaking out loud in the sense of like, man, do we know who, who we are? What makes us happy yet? Mm-hmm. Do we go 30, 40 years without addressing this? Mm. about what do I like doing? Because if we didn't slow down and smell the roses in those 20, 30 years, like now that I'm speaking out loud, like I would be super sad. Pissed. I'd be pissed. I'd be like literally like, like right now I'd be I would be a bajillion times burnt out. You know, I would be able to do anything close to what I'm doing right now. Because mm-hmm. like, I do you think it is about again back to constant action, like having your vision and then structure. Like what are you gonna do about it? Because mm-hmm. Not that nobody cares, but in sense of, we all got shit going on. Mm-hmm. We all want to see everyone win, but it comes down to you only have so much space. So we all got to mm-hmm. contribute. How can we? Existing is great. Saying hello, good morning, a smile—that's what begins it. Mm-hmm. The, the day I said I was real low, and the next day, I started to smile a lot more at people because I said I wanted to be happier. So I need to see smiles to make me happy. So <laughs> I got to smile more to get a smile. I gotta put it out to get it back. Mm-hmm. So, and if I don't that's okay too. Like for a second, I saw their eye twinkle. Okay. Don't want to sit too much on that subject because I don't know enough about that. So.
0: No, I, this is the thing is I don't think we, we have to be inherent experts to to acknowledge that when we, when we take action, even if it's, I think what the underlying thing here is, doesn't matter how big the action is just do something. It's just mm-hmm. like whatever that it could be a smile. It could be, that one push up. It could be drink a little more water. It could be put yourself in a one second cold shower. It's finding the smallest thing that you can, your brain can digest. Like our ability to, to digest our vision is in correlation with, I would imagine our state. Now move it in the direction of the, the functional training, unconventional training method. And I imagine that now becomes the functional training, functional fun no. the functional and unconventional training methods as it relates to the crazy trainer start with the origin story. So you originally started off with, I would imagine, the functional or standard way of doing training, but eventually I imagine you move into unconventional. Where does that journey begin for you? What gets you there?
1: Where for me, when I was at LA Fitness as a coach my first year out of school and then studying in my degree in kinesiology, um, you know, squatting, progressive overload, bench press, deadlift to me, that is conventional training. I wouldn't mm-hmm. call that necessarily functional training, okay. Um, and I'll get into that in just a little bit, but when I finished my LA Fitness career and you know, having to become your solo overhead your entrepreneur your branding your what would make me different than any other coach because at the time everyone has abs okay cool good <laughs> shit you got abs i got abs they got abs you compete you compete blah 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 what's going to make me stand out and immediately um the first thing i thought i was like okay a kettlebell looks cool that's different i remember i, I tr- attempted a turkish get up and i was mind blown I was like, wow, you know, my body could tell my lat to flex and my glute to stay on and my ab, you know, what I didn't think about all the shitty things in life. I thought about how do I get up and yeah. what's the proper solution for this? And by taking a consistent action, that's what we was talking about earlier, you know, like really diving into fitness for me to exploring the body was an immediate way to change the narrative and continues to be an immediate way to change the narrative. Because if deadlifts and bench press are so robotic and automated at this point, biceps, okay, I'm bored and I'm still not feeling so great. Yes, I want to stand out as a business person, but as an athlete, as a coach, I want to feel like I'm enjoying my lifts, what I'm doing, what I'm going to preach to everybody. If I'm going to tell you that I love this and this is the lifestyle, I better mean it. I'm bullshitting myself and everybody else around me. So Mm -hmm. the kettlebell is kind of the first introductory introduction to something unconventional for me outside of lifting mm-hmm. very heavy and then putting my feet together for a very narrow super heavy squat what else is out there and that that first um problem solving exercises i'd ever done truthfully in multiple planes of motion i got off i was like yeah this gets me going like fun <laughs> it, it, it's I think i'm like, aroused,
0: i'm not sure <laughs> well it's like the first
1: time you feel your pec muscle during a bench press you're like oh I've been not even activating it the whole time. So the first time you feel your butt cheeks really squeeze, like, oh, okay, what's next? All of it happening at the same time. Full Mm -hmm. body integration, right? So unconventional training for me was introduced when I first left LA Fitness, probably about as a year and a half, two-year coach. Didn't get it from my degree in kinesiology, didn't really hear about it, didn't know much about a kettlebell swing, anything like that. Um, dove into what's called functional patterns, which, um, has its great resources and great educators and systems. And then after I dove into that for a little bit, cause I didn't go for years or anything, but I had some great friends and educators that taught me what they knew very quickly and immediately it was like, okay, now that I understand, and I know I can keep going deeper and deeper and deeper into walking. I know I can go deeper and deeper and deeper into anti-rotation. Rota- I, I understand that I can just dive in, but what else is there? You know, like what's next after that? Because after I get that, which I'm not going to always want to do chemistry all the time, right? It's how my brain works. I don't want to always sit in a chemistry mindset. Sometimes I want to play. Try mm. What else is out there? Like, I don't feel like I'm playing again, you know? So, mm. got into functional patterns, which was, in a lot of ways, very function For me, it is very close to functional training, the definition of it in a lot of ways. Um, and from there, touched the landmine with it that began to introduce me into unconventional training. This last few years I got into much more functional training which is spinal engine driven movement of locomotion. Like the spine drives the way we walk and walking is the primary function of the body outside of breathing, it's walking. So that to me and to you know my mentors and other coaches that I work with from on university and the other inventors and scientists have really pushed that and reminded me of that truth of locomotion walking is is the primary function what does that yes the full body but what drives it the spine so Mm -hmm. functional training to me is that and that's what got me in my rabbit hole was that first kettlebell and then from there oh i mean i skipped the whole journey but from there i started flipping kettlebells (laughs) i was like that looks cool i saw that on instagram then i saw mace after i got really into flipping kettlebells i saw leo savage i was like wow he's Looks so pretty, like he looks so, like strong, but also pretty. Like I, you know, I don't fully understand it, but I love it, and I'm watching it, and I'm staring at the screen. And the immediately was like, okay, that's another state to flow in to try. So I'm going to play with that modality. Very similar track to what you did, right? And similar to a lot of the students, to be honest, that I work with, all of them, all the time. It's a constant um, where they maybe they reach out to me for mace, but they ended up doing everything because why not? Mm. Why not? You know, so I hit the mace. Then I hit the rope, and then I hit the, the landline with the system of Landline University, which made my whole understanding of functional training different and then made all of my play with unconventional training more playful because hmm. I understood the structure more. and I continue to understand the structure more, so now I can play knowing where the lines are and then knowing where the limits quote-unquote are, so those are the areas that I can start to blend and play with more. Cause I like to play where the unknown is in movement and
0: fitness. Hmm. Yeah. It didn't, <laughs> it didn't start from must change the world. It started, it's done from, huh? How do I make myself a little bit different than everybody else? And then down the rabbit hole of, of trying all of the different things. And they say like sampling, sampling things and, and seeing what, yep. see what works. It's like putting on a t-shirt. What do I, love? Like, yeah. what do I
1: like doing? What do I like trying? Because I'm going to tell my clients over and over again, keep doing bicep curls for the next 60 years. I'm bored. <laughs> I'm bored of telling them, hold a bicep curl. I wasn't getting off as a coach. It wasn't exciting me to show up to work. After now that, you get your lift. What's next? Add weight? It was my journey, too. It's the same with the back squat. Got to three plates. I recently did four plates yesterday. And I haven't cared to do shit like that in forever, but I just felt like it. And I can do yeah. it now. But I got really bored of it because I was like, what's next? Four plates? Okay, even today. Okay, I got four plates. Not what I'm not that excited by a squat.
0: Yeah, just, It's, it's kind of like you, you check the box, but there's not like that deeper fulfillment. That like mm-hmm. real like get in underneath and like feel like you feel it. It's just different. Yep,
1: your body yeah. is, is supposed to work as a unit. And if you constrict it to conventional training, I have a feeling your life is going to end up very similar.
0: Mm. Constricted, strained. Mm-hmm. yeah
1: i and i'm uh, very structured and i am very unconventional well, my whole life seems to be very <laughs> similar structured really cool. and unconventional as well but i have time. to be and that's my role you know uh, in my position as an entrepreneur as a gym owner is i have to be constantly being able to go into one hand then the other than the end the energy systems i have to know all of them mm-hmm. so it's like the reinventing you yourself keeping you it fresh Yeah, my training really drives a lot of how I conduct myself in life. Like, Mm. even if I'm just flowing all the time, all right, cool. I'm probably having a lot more play in my life, but then I might be lacking in other areas. So, Mm. seeing where we're at with the periodization of life.
0: Yeah. Well, that you can see for yourself that if you're not actually enjoying the process, if you're not actually like, turned on, like, Mm -hmm. think of like, like a very like pleasure based perspective, if I'm not aroused by the thing that we are doing and engaging with, of course, I can't be fully present with you. Of course, I can't possibly think about your pleasure or your experience. I'm over here in my head thinking about how I'm not enjoying my part of the experience. And that's not to say Mm -hmm. it should be fully selfish, but that you are going to get so much more out of this experience. If I'm checked in, fully checked in, fully enveloped, fully engaged. And it sounds like what you're saying is, is that let me dive deep and let me also seek novelty. Let me find different ways to test myself and to find new mountains to climb, so to speak. There's a book, it's called like the second peak or something like that. But the, I think the underlying premise is as soon as you, once you feel like you've gotten to the, t- and it's like, this is really beautiful. At some point it's like, okay, what's next? I don't want to hang
1: there. Yeah. I don't want to hang there for the next 50 years. I'm bored. Mm-hmm. I admit it. Yep.
0: Yeah. Now here That's we are. Sure. It's, it's been it's an amazing. hour. this was really, well, I guess I got to go down now. Let's go find something else. (laughs) 100%. That was a similar journey for me. I I don't know if we've ever talked about this much one-on-one, but I, in high school, was, I was a scrawny kid. I was the five foot, we're actually four foot 11, 85 pounds as a freshman. Like most of the girls were bigger than me type thing. And I wanted to play football, but I was too small and I got picked on for my size. And that ended up leading to getting into weightlifting which led to getting into competitive weightlifting so it i never really was into i guess it, i guess it depends on where you draw the line of conventional versus unconventional but i was never really turned on by like bicep curls or just doing ridiculous amounts of squat numbers for no reason i got into clean and jerks snatching there was bench press of course but it was these dynamic fully involved workouts that of course I didn't make that connection at the time. That's why I was into, it. but like it was this full expression. It was this full undulation of the body. And yeah, like you get up to a certain point. Like there was a point where, you know, but there was a point where I was like I think like 139, 140, and I was pushing uh the most I ever pushed was 285 on bench. So I was over yeah, that like body weight spot. Like I was I think I the most I squat was like three ninety time. Like I was squatting, I could push stuff, but like, was that the final goal? Is it going to get to like four or five and five? Like, where do you, it's like, at some point, at least for me, like it just got boring. That was when Mm -hmm. I found competitive cheerleading. And then after high school got into acrobatics and hand balancing and, and yoga and mindfulness practices. It's like, you don't have to stay there simply because you started there. Like keep exploring, keep tasting. You find yourself going a little bit numb or a little bit bored, like go and try some shit out. That's... It's called functional. It's like, you know, have some fun. Like go and try some shit. Go go and do something you haven't done before and, and keep pushing the, the boundaries of what you know and integrating it. I'm sure you've had that experience. It's like I'm gonna go learn Steel Mace. Now how do I integrate that with my clients and in- integrate that in other areas? Okay, now I learned landmine. How do I take that and apply it to my everyday life? Okay, and I'm I'm sure we'll continue to see the evolution of the crazy trainer as you find more interest, you find more things that arouse you. But I think at a at a fundamental human level, that's something that we can all take from is just mm. always be curious, always be exploring.
1: And be aware to what you're not feeling aroused by, and mm. who, and what. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really big piece as well. Like for me, I I didn't take an extra year to think about that, like, I'm kind of bored with the lift. And just like you, right? We took action, we tried something, new, And I think the willingness to lean into what's new For me personally, every few months, there's something I constantly do. Like my next activity is going to be jujitsu. And I'm working with so many awesome jujitsu people online. And a lot of my programming does that. And for me, I had my first one, I wanted my first experience with BJJ when I was out in San Diego. And I immediately was excited because I don't know it all yet. Mm. I don't know what all the transitions are. And I'm super excited that I got my ass kicked. (laughs) <laughs> I love that somebody else can fucking slap my ass in something, right? I mm-hmm. enjoy being the most dominant force I can be with myself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But if I can find a leader or coach, somebody who can really truthfully lead me and guide me, make me their little bitch, I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. Because I know where the growth is going to take me on the other end.
0: Mhm.
1: So I'm always looking for that, you know, new senses, new opportunities, whether that's me investing a lot of physical energy or financially sometimes.
0: First you're first you're taught, then you teach, then you teach to teach. It's kind of like mm-hmm. this this progression. And it then you again teach, is still. Teaches. Teach, teach, teach to teach, teach, teaching. Just all this teaching. It's it's a cyclical thing. You 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 constantly, I think this is funny. This is like a little thing that I noticed that you'll do often on Instagram is you'll reshare something and you'll say, inspire, be inspired. It's like this little circular thing. It's like inspire, be inspired. And and it is, it is cyclical. And Mm -hmm. and it should be. Like we shouldn't always think that we're the all high, mighty, Lord teacher who has all of the answers and and gravel at my feet while I give you all the answers. No, like the, the best teachers are even better students. They're the ones mm-hmm. who are constantly hungry, who are willing to go into the arena and get their fucking asses whooped. Right. Like in a jujitsu match and be like, I got my ass whooped. I totally got my ass whooped. I got my ass man handled literally by a man. Yep. And it was handled yep. <laughs> Like the whole gamut. <laughs> That's OK. 100%.
1: That's a part of, and I don't know if you noticed the, for me, I've felt a lot of growth um, in the community at the training spot. And yeah, on social media, usually it all happens in waves when I'm doing something proper. As soon as I got back from New York, you know, I, I got to be around, and I'm sure to throw his name out here, uh, Tom DeGooley. is a great coach in Long Island. And we have very similar practices, but it had been a long time since I had reminded myself that I can go through hell. In the training room, and I can thrive and be stronger the next day, literally, the next week, be able to put up more numbers because I push myself to that exertion.
0: Hmm.
1: In a sense, and this is something I've been continuing to push on my personal brand because I'm believing it more and more. He slapped some fucking chest hair on me. He actually added chest hair to my amount of chest hair. <laughs> Not many people can fucking do that for me. Or they can, but I don't right. I have to see that you can really lead me through something like a workout. You're gonna you can train me hard. You're gonna train me? The crazy trainer. Cool. And he slapped my ass. I got through the workout. I had a great time. I'm a beast, savage approved, but I was fucking dying. I was like, what the fuck just happened this last 45 minutes? And I got to be around his clientele. And I was working out side-by-side side with three or four of them. And I look at a couple of them, I go, how long you been a coach here? What do you mean? I'm, I'm I'm Tom's client for the last three, four years. And I'm sitting here like, that's a fucking man who empowered the men to be men. They're not scared of 55-pound club swings. They're not scared of uh, 200-pound kettlebells. They're not scared to throw 250-pound sandbags over their head with their coach who invested that much energy in not only the structure foundations, but also go into the ring, go into the arena, eat or die. And he got a lot of men on the other end of that. And I noticed that at that traveling, my my life the last year, two years allows me to see and observe a lot and immediately subconsciously implement. As soon as I got back from that journey, you know, I thank him and we're co- we're comrades, we're colleagues, but I have a high respect for him especially. Young man, 26 years old, 27. And when he reminded me that, damn, somebody can fucking take me through some shit. Not just like, for example, like Coach Victor can take me through straight flability. And I know that's an area of expertise that I don't 100% know, but somebody could take me through something diverse as what I take people through. And I'm barely alive on the other end. Why don't my clients, why aren't they swinging the bells with me the way I can swing? Why am I not working out side by side with them? Then I have to sit down and realize as a leader, I'm not empowering them to the max. I'm not challenging them enough. I think I am. I'm not challenging myself enough maybe. In the last three to four months, we've seen a giant growth, not only on my social media, but in my life. And a big piece of that was I was around a a good man. I got to be around a lot of good men the last six months to a year who slapped some damn hair on my chest. And now I'm back in Orlando, Florida, willing to slap Orlando, Florida with a shitload of chest hair. Still slapping the ass to Central Florida. Everybody wake up. You can go harder. It's time to, you know, I I get it. I Feel your feelings, but let's grow. That's Mm -hmm. what I'm in this city to do, to slap the ass, to accelerate it because a lot of us are sitting in this energy pool and being around such good men. And I don't know about you, but I don't get to be around enough leadership like that in, in where I am currently. I don't see enough or feel that those are the men around me to guide me like that. But being able to go literally touch the energy, observe the energy, exchange the energy and bring it back here, exemplify it and grow it tenfold. Yeah. That shit gets me off, bro. Because why shouldn't my members... Want like they should be able to flip a kettlebell too. They should be able to swing 200 pounds just like I do, lift 200 pound sandbags over my head. And I'm proud to say, like this week, I've really noticed like three or four months later, every girl in here is doing cleaning jerks with a plate, 45 pound plate, no problem. That's a strong woman to me. I ain't a girl no more. That woman's changed. Every boy in here is now for sure man, or they're not here anymore. The men were willing to grow through hell the last three months to become stronger men. And we're seeing it. I have a guy who couldn't even lift a 200-pound sandbag to his knees two months ago, a month ago. This week, he's like freaking out. I am too. Holy shit, he threw it over your head. He feels extremely strong. He should. And two months ago, you couldn't do that. Within two, three months, look at how fast you became strong because I was willing to not baby you into the ring. Lift it. You might get a little hurt. I'll be here if you get hurt. That's the bright side. I know how to help you. But in the meantime, who am I to stop you from going into your man's journey or to slow it down when I can really just push you into it? And taking myself as a guide, as a fitness coach to do that um, is something that I've really been passionate about and really pushing the last few months is seeing strong women, strong men physically, mentally, and emotionally. Because if you're physically there, you're mentally there. You mentally mm-hmm. wouldn't be able to do that if you weren't, you physically wouldn't be able to do that if your mind couldn't tell you you're capable. Hmm. I don't know why I went on that tangent, but yeah, so.
0: Well, I, there's a there's a few things I could highlight about that. One is the, I'm sure that you've experienced this, that sometimes it's like people come for training. They they come to, to maybe lose some weight, gain some muscle, whatever the thing is, but there's almost always this, uh, I'm assuming, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you, it never, I assume never stays purely physical. Meaning Mm. you start to get to know them in their lives. You start to hear about their mental struggles. You start to hear about their life struggles, like in a weird way, not that it is exactly this way, but it's almost like, like part of this job is like therapizing or like part of this job is like actually holding space for like what people are dealing with outside of that. It's inspiring that confidence. It's inspiring that belief that there is something beyond what you are currently experiencing where we we're talking about contraction expansion the distinction between survival versus expansion and part of what i'm hearing and what you're saying is that <laughs> you say slap you slap hair on chest which is funny to me cuz i'm like 26 years old i don't got a single chest hair <laughs> Yo, that's it's a genetic mental. thing it's a it, it's a i know. Metaphor. i know i know it's just really funny i'm like sorry bro I'm screwed. I'll never have any chest hair. It's this native blood. I don't know what to tell you, but the metaphor, I totally love it. It's totally great. So you go and you have this guy slap some hair in your chest and you bring it back and you say, okay, now it's, it's my job to go to that next level because there is another, there is another level. There's another threshold with which that we can go. And it's not, I can go, it's, we can go. And I think Mm -hmm. that's what's really inspiring about this is that you didn't just take it in like, well, I can do better. It's I look at every single client. I look at every single person I work with. I take inventory. Something you pointed out earlier was I don't really have a lot of time and I don't have a lot of energy for people who aren't willing to step up to the plate because you can stand, you can sit all day next to the plate, look at the plate and say, That's scary. What if I get hit by the ball? What if it comes too fast? What if this? What if that? You can do that and and take the time and the space that you need. I'm one of those people who, for like you, you naturally, and you know, as we have this conversation before, you go super masculine real easily. I often will pay my homage to the to the feminine and kind of like being able to teeter back and forth because i think that sometimes you hear this and you're just like maybe like take your foot off the gas but it's like no like there's actually something to this about being able to honor and acknowledge our experience of fear and concern etc it's being able to take that backpack of shit with us and still walk up to the plate and be like i don't know what's going to happen i don't know if i'm going to do this but don't worry about it you're not, you're not here to hit a home run maybe it's just you fucking swing and you keep swinging but eventually two months from now you're throwing a fucking sandbag over your head
1: Mm -hmm. it's
0: just sometimes you just got to get some borrowed belief and that's what it sounds like that you're giving people that's the medicine it's it's the borrowed belief i i may not believe i can do this on my own but coach thinks i got it let's fucking go and and see what's on the other side
1: so it's a reflection of my own belief right if i'm capable fuck you you are too (laughs) <laughs> I don't have, I just, I can't help it. Like that's the human, like you're just as strong as I am anybody. You can be, yeah. you got to do the work, could do the reps, but you want to be an influencer? Do it, post every day, post twice a day, connect with everybody, bring value, travel the world, invest money in coaches, invest money in being a part of great networks. Like it's all doable for everybody in my own head. It's literally allowing yourself permission and realizing that you have to go through shit, like people don't want to spend a few thousand dollars on training. That's your growth. Well, your, congratulations! You don't have to go through homelessness to get to this mental adversity. Maybe that's the adversity. Is 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 letting go of that, surrendering to that, and realizing on the other end of that scary risk of this time where you don't get to go on your boats and you don't get to go parachuting and you don't get to go skydiving and you don't whatever it is that two three yeah. months of sacrifice on the other end is so much bigger. And I think that's the same thing with like anything, training, investing, time, everything you just said.
0: It's an investment. Mm-hmm. It's what occurs as a sacrifice for something that you can not imagine. We talked about vision, but fuck far more than you could ever possibly imagine. And I, I can't stress this enough. One of the things that I'm incredibly moved and inspired by you by is you just, you stand for people relentlessly. You stood for me. There were times I distinctly remember, I think it was the first time I came over to your apartment, we're sitting on your couch and I was just making, trying to make sure that your dog wasn't going to eat me. Cause yeah. Batman, I love that dog, he always be forgetting. He's like, who are you? I'll eat you. And you're like, chill, Batman. It's cool. We're sitting on this couch and I'm and I'm telling you about like this vision that I have. And you're like, same, same. Mm. And we were specifically talking about Instagram and my relatedness at that time. And gosh, I can't remember. This was probably, this was definitely in 2021. I can't remember when we actually had our first hangout session, but we're talking about Instagram and my relatedness is dude, fuck social media, fuck Instagram. It's this black hole. It's a vat. Like I just, I feel drained when I go and I do it. But like, I also have this message and I have things that I want to share and I'm doing it in some ways, but am I doing it to that capacity? Now that I think about it, I feel like that conversation is very similar to what happened with you. And I think you said his name was Tom. Was it Tom?
1: Yeah.
0: The Tom, right? You went there, you got your ass whooped, he slapped some chair on, some chair on your chest. He slapped some hair on your chest. And you walked down and you brought it back, and, I and here more, I am because I have a lot. <laughs> you have a lot. You a rug, bro. He if I had more. Chest you hair. borrowed. You you took all of my chest hair and probably half of Central Florida's. Looks like most of Central Florida. <laughs> <laughs> that means almost
1: all of Central Florida. Then that's as good as I gotta leave, man. Fuck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. So we're sitting on this couch talking about fucking social media and I'm like, ah, you're like, but what if, like, what if you were to take that on and long story short, what started off as a lot of resistance that I'd had for a long time, vulnerability, this is, this is like all connecting and how we came to this point, right? Like being vulnerable, being honest, like this is where I'm at. You're like, yeah, but have you considered, have you considered what it would look like if you were to actually fucking try And long story short, I've been trying and I've been trying and I've been doing and I've been learning and growing. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm playing the game and I think it's worth mentioning that now me and my, my co-creator Eric have kind of like birthed, if you will, this thing called the cold experiment. And Mm -hmm. it is, our commitment inside of really like mental and emotional well-being is like a big 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 mission of mine is that people feel safe in their mind and their body and cold therapy became one of the ways that we were able to bring that about well not only was i fortunate enough through being on instagram to win an ice barrel which was this tool for us to actually go and start doing ice baths but any time now that we do events I share on social media in addition to other valuable things. And now we've had anywhere from 20 to 30 people at our events consistently, consistently 20 to 30 people. And that primarily I can say is because of the interactions, relationships and connections that I made on social media of being on Instagram. And what was previously previously the thing that drained and took out and poured out of my cup is now pouring into my cup. I'm having more meaningful conversations with people now. I probably had most of my life because instead of being surrounded by a bunch of people who just don't see it they don't get the vision they don't understand why we're doing what we're doing why there is countless hours why it's getting up early going to bed sleep and going to bed late there's you know there's times of fluctuations where you just got a fucking woo-saw, like we said like contract expand but that now i haven't felt so inspired by the ability to actually create that community through something like social media, it was because of that conversation. It was because you took the hair and you slapped it on my metaphorical chest. And now here we are, like we're having a conversation, which, you know, a few months ago, however many months ago, the first time we're sharing visions, we're connecting on it. But it's because you stood for something that I couldn't see in that moment, or at least not in the direction that I thought was possible. What was fuck social media is, wow, this is incredible. Like I get to connect with people all over the country, all over the world, and, and actually bring medicine, positivity, and inspiration to a space that I think is largely not that it's a lot of distraction. It's a lot of quick dopamine hits. It's a lot of, Hey, look, this is cute. This is flashy. Look at my ass or look at how great everything is. But then there's the people who are actually doing the real shit, going through it, showing up, playing the game and you're exemplary exemplary of that. And I'm very, very, very grateful that you held that container for me to experience that too.
1: That's a part of leadership, right? recognize leaders You can coach or not coach call it what you want mentorship it is what it is you know and i'm happy to share my thoughts that are received from you know in that sense like it's a teacher to student to coach to athlete it's a mentor to mentee energy of yeah here's a bunch of things that i believe will help you it's up to you to act on it yep you know and that's in a way, the beginning of our friendship is, is there's some form of, you yeah, we're friends, but I'm a, I also am a coach to a lot of people, you know? And it's because I chose to excel at a lot of things that I can share the systems of. I literally do branding coaching, like online. That's something that the crazy trainer does. Is I The conversations that we've had, that is a coaching session, you know? And, and for us, and when I, especially now, right, seeing all of the action that you took since, it made sense to just share it. I need to connect value with value. I can feel this human has a good soul, has a good heart. They want to help the world. I'm just going to share with them information If they act on it. awesome. if not, well, then I share information. I don't know what that mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. So I'm grateful to be in that position to help.
0: Yep. I've experienced that it's that cyclical thing. Inspire, be inspired. Inspire, be inspired. Slap some hair on someone's chest. Have some, have some hair slap on your chest. Here it goes, mm-hmm. all the way around. You probably have that certain
1: <laughs> power. Repeat. Credit your sources. Help grow what mm. grew you. Like that's that's how I live my life. Right? Mm. You gotta. I truly embody that. Like I source everybody. If I can invest wherever and in whatever time, shout outs on social media. Show up to events across the country. Whatever mm. I can do, right, to grow what's grown me, the world will feed me what, what needs to be fed because I, mm. I I I sacrifice to growth, which
0: isn't a sacrifice. That's yeah, an investment. Mm-hmm. We think we think sacrifice. We think like. I'm letting this go it's never comes back which in a weird way it, that is kind of the mindset you have to have it's like i'm gonna i'm gonna give 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 but if we're always giving with the intention of receiving you're not actually giving at yeah. all that that wasn't actually a sacrifice you went to the altar and said i i you know kind of metaphorically weirdly speaking like you go to the altar of sacrifice you say i'm giving my time my energy my heart my compassion my love my everything that i have for this client for this interaction for my friends for my partners whatever it is give because giving and there's just, just weird thing. It just so happens that what goes around comes around.
1: Mm. Agreed. The world will bring back whatever you're supp- it's supposed to. doesn't always happen when happens later, you know, but it does yeah. happen,
0: but it does happen. But I
1: expected. I just, I like to observe patterns and something that stays very consistent with, for me at least is, when I truly do give from love without the expectation of like, I get to be inspired by your journey, Wolf, by watching you build 20, 30 people on a tool that was something that you almost threw away. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I win. I gave information. I won because I at least did my best to give my best. And then you applied it. And sure, but I won because I, I, and it's the truth of any relationship is yes, can we be as s- symmetrical with our giving as possible? But truthfully, why I believe I'm doing very well in business and in a lot of ways is because I want to fuck you, harder. Like, I want to give you a I get you off more <laughs> than you got me off, you know? And it's that energy exchange that continues to bring. For me, my loyalty to my mentors and to my coaches who fed me knowledge and information and, and pieces, I have to constantly source and credit because that's what, it, for me, that's what I need to be doing. That's what I would love, you know, like anybody else is to still be seen just because I got information. So like, man, i you, like he knows, like I joined the educator team. I spread his brand across the nation, It's not my brand, but I know that he gave me something that made me feel so strong and so much more in tune and confident, how can I not credit the guy? <laughs> the same thing with David Weck, taught me a lot about pulsing, coiling pieces of information too. How can I not? Leo, you know, same thing, all, all these mentors who literally shot me physically, gave me the energy, showed it without the expectation to get back. That's who I want to give back to that's for me who deserves to be platformed deserves to be seen deserves to be successful because they're living a life of, of love why should mm. that person do well they're living truth they're giving truth That's all they are something with coach Victor's being here coach Cordy you know Jimmy G who was here like I wanted as a guy here how can I help your business? How can I help your success? How can I help your growth? How can I see you succeed? Because what, what you're going to, you know, like it's, it's just a constant, of how can I give more? And having those kind of friendships and relationships are the only kind I want. Like, how do you feel you can get, don't get me wrong, I don't need you to give me something, but you need to constantly be leveling yourself up too in order for me to feel like I should even spend time around each other. Because I don't expect necessarily a, a dollar, but I do expect that you're holding yourself to a high expectation if we're going to exchange any energy. Hmm. If you're going to fight me the whole time, then usually you're a client. If that's someone I want to deal with. <laughs> it's, but the goal is to keep attracting more and more and more like-minded yes. people. My contribution is a big part of this culture. Like we said earlier, connection, growth, Contribution is the other piece that everyone feels when they step in here. I don't even know you, but i make you feel super loved. Mm. I don't even know you, but i would make sure you know you're loved when you come in here. Mm. That you feel safe to be yourself. That's just giving, you know, from everybody in the culture. But we all, I share the same principles.
0: You know, you're being the living embodiment of what you preach. Not just, mm. listen, listen, people, I have all these great ideas, but the second that you step off your stage and everyone, and the lit, and the lights dim, you go, you don't go and live that. That's not what you're doing. You're, this is, this is the container for love. This is the container where contribution, but really reciprocity, right? Like being able to create a container that encourages reciprocity, because I'm sure you've had this experience. It's like give give from your abundance but if you find that someone continues to come to your abundance and continues to take eventually we stop inviting them to the party and that's Mm. not because we don't love them any less but it's because you haven't embodied the qualities of the type of person that we want to have in this environment who encourage reciprocity who encourage loving who encourage giving who encourage making sure that we don't care if you're here a second a minute an hour a year you are loved you are welcomed exactly as you are
1: yep and you want to be here you know you want to be a part of the stuff it's the same concept you want to be in our lives right back and forth mm-hmm. has to be but the only way to prove that is consistency Threat. your again what you just said all that being the reciprocal of it and the threshold like everyone needs to be pushing their own threshold and like we'll hold ourselves to our own standards that are high which will make everyone want to do it without me pushing We will have to follow by example and if they mm-hmm. don't this is the same thing whether it's a business friendships like letting go i flip the kettlebells so i'm not always supposed to catch it like i'm not always supposed to get everything and watching how much you give to anybody is important and i learned that same thing in new york too it was a couple leaders and not that they're right but they're like yo two strikes and you're out because three strikes and you're out so after two you're done like you you, you pissed me off two times after I've already given you boundaries blah, blah blah you're done i don't fully believe that i'm someone who's given more than two strikes but the less the more limited you are with your minutes because the demand is so high for them and you have to operate with them in in those structured periods of time, you can only continue to provide so much. And if you keep giving opportunities and chances to people that, yeah, over time just shit on them or overlook them or can't smell the roses and be like, yo, I love this. Yeah. Like, I I hope you eat. I hope you're successful, but we can't, I'm not going to keep buying your meals over and over again if I don't feel loved. You know, and that's in any relationship over time. And a lot of mm-hmm. people sit in the relationship for 30 years because they're not willing to be honest about it. Or, you mm-hmm. know, it happens in business. It's happened before the last year. You know, similar concepts, similar situations, friendships. Let go of a lot, a lot of friendships to get here. Let go mm-hmm. of a lot of, of business associates to get here to this point. Relationships, friendships, you name it. Because they were not continuing to accelerate the path I'm on and the path mm-hmm. the culture's on and embody it instead of me forcing it down the throat for another year or two years. Or I'm going to press a button. I'm going to ask you questions as a human, make you get a little uncomfortable with yourself because maybe you're not asking the questions. And if you can't take time to, and this is as a person human to really answer it, be honest with yourself, be honest with the me community. Like, man, we got to let go. We got to move forward. You know,
0: Hmm.
1: So, love is just hmm. like anybody, you know, just because how are you contributing to society? The culture is the barrel, the container of love. Are you just receding and like doing bare minimum threshold? Because bare minimum threshold will give you bare minimum over time. Hmm. For me, like, I don't mind getting to bare minimum to see what the threshold can get to because hmm. people don't always know. Sometimes I've seen incredible things happen by giving a lot, but sometimes I've been. Broke overnight and almost by giving too much. <laughs> Name it.
0: Yeah, we can give from your abundance, but you you can't give what you don't have. And I think when we as people, nobody's unlimited. Start, We're not God. So boundaries. Got to have boundaries. And it's also it's it's also very important to know to know that maybe something served you at some point some point in your life. Maybe it's a person maybe it's someone you're dating, maybe it's a job, like at that point in time, it was serving you. But discernment is being able to come in and say, this served me then, and here we are present day, and now this is no longer serving me. We're either gonna change the structure of this agreement, set new boundaries and make it work, or I love you, no love has changed, however, I only have so much time, energy, except And I'm going somewhere, I have this particular direction that I'm heading. And sometimes you gotta let go of something that's okay, shitty, or even like good, to make space for something that's fucking incredible.
1: Yep, yep. Because it all has to be nurtured, and you can only nurture so many relationships. Got to let go of some to make space for new ones. And you got to mm. always assess, assess, assess. That's something I do when I get back from New York. I assess everything. Clients, humans, friends—like who's willing to push the threshold next? Who's willing to give their best? Because they're the only kind of people I want at the training spot. People who want to literally push their threshold to the max, and have the mentality of how can I help? me succeed as much as you shit like where at and and having that mentality of and that's why i love all the staff here they always ask me what can i do to help how can i help you more before they even leave the building i'm like fuck how blessed and grateful am i to have such a grow team that literally asked me that before they go is there more i can do Some more we can do and it's something that i'm also doing in every meeting it's in the culture what more can the crazy trainer do and the training spot?" as the platform it is due for you, you know, and then that's the energy is, is in a way that I'm saying, oh, it's coming back, you know, been a point where in the last few years, I put a lot of it out and there's a lot of it coming back to where people who are in a different position than me want to see me succeed because they recognize the same energy within the character. It's the same version of them. Those superior, those great men that we just spoke about. So like, yeah, these are great men. I'm a younger version of them. They can see that. Pursuit them better but truly relentlessly.
0: (laughs) Hmm. I love how this conversation started. We were talking about the training spot and now here we come full circle training spot. We went unconventional, functional training, all the different types of training into the crazy trainer, but at a core level, uh, it's just inspire and be inspired. It's push a little further. It's love unconditionally. If there was one thing, so kind of wrapping this up, if there was one thing persons listening that they could go and take on right now to start bringing about that change, you know having more fun, having more play, but also challenging themselves, like pushing themselves beyond what they're capable of inside of the the commitment to their greatest self, what is one thing that they can take on?
1: The obvious thing for me if you're in Orlando is come to the training spot. That's like mm-hmm. for me as much as like a business shout out, we are embodying every part of what you just said. So if you're in the Central Florida region, you should be somehow showing up nurturing the environment that's gonna nurture you tenfold, it's gonna give you visions and give back in ways that you can't even imagine, we can't even imagine. Myself sometimes can't even imagine, because of all the incredible people that come in here that show the same mentality. And if you can't come to the training spot or you feel like that training spot is not for you, then find a community. You know, and I think that's the answer that a lot of leaders should be able to see and provide for that answer is community, because it will embody all that, but something consistent, because what community you're going to be mindful and aware of what community you're joining, because not every community is aligned with the truth. And then understanding that and really feeling it out is a process, but the first step really is stepping in that direction. If you want to be an entrepreneur, you hang around entrepreneurs. You want to be in better shape, you hang around people who take care of themselves, and the, the, the success continues the same concept. Anyone who's successful in what you want to be doing, you should be figuring out how do you spend time with them? If it's money, if it's time, if it's, uh, I don't know, whatever, it's going to be volunteer work. But I've you know, i done the same thing and continue to do the same thing. So with like, Coach Victor's back here. Why do you think I brought in here? I was like, I want to be like him a little more. I probably would become a better person if I'm like him a little more. Boom. We made an exchange in business and we've developed a friendship based off that find a community like my individuals that's the big answer there
0: find your people beautiful and if people want to get connected to you j-rod the crazy trainer get connected to your offerings and the magic you're bringing to the world because i can hype you up all fucking day but you just don't know until you know i can tell you all day about how good key lime pie is but until you go stick your tongue and your teeth all up in that key lime pie yummy you don't know How how do people get connected
1: uh, on Instagram, at the crazy trainer will do you just fine. And then if you want to get involved with the training spot, at the training spot LLC on Instagram, it's also in my bio. And I promote everything that we do there regardless, as long as you're watching the stories.
0: Beautiful. Go get some hair slapped on your chest. J Rod, thank you so Give much. That
1: ass for
0: <laughs> get that ass slapped. <laughs> it's like you walk out, you're like rubbing your ass, like, damn, that one hurt, but I feel like I, I feel like good. It come into it i might be into it just a little bit <laughs> brother thank you so much for being on this with me today it's yeah. been a fucking pleasure
1: yeah, and I'd uh fun.
0: dope and to everyone who's listening thank you so much for uh you know choosing to to listen and to really stay connected to truth and your medicine and for choosing to follow the wolf within you peace oh, oh. That's <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Please subscribe and share this with your people. Big love, fam.